Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming podcast. My name's Tess. I'm Alexis. And if you guys are new here, Busy Blooming is not just a podcast. We also have an Instagram. We have a TikTok, both at Busy Blooming with two Gs. We have a LinkedIn. We have a Facebook group that you guys can go join. We have merch. We have literally everything. So go check us out. Well, welcome back, everybody. I hope you have been having a better week than us. Um, <laughs> literally. We're Happy really January. unhinged right now. This week has been an uphill battle, I do have to say. Like trial tribulations and yeah, but we made totally. it. Totally. We did make it. You know, mm-hmm. it's Friday night now when we're recording. So <laughs> we've officially made it. We've officially peaked sitting in our bedrooms totally. on a Friday literally. night. Me I- wearing like a hooded blanket no pants yeah i'm living no totally (laughs) i just ate a giant box of annie's it was so good and Mm, i haven't had that in forever it's so good so yeah we have kenzie elizabeth on the podcast this week which we're quaking we don't know how this happened literally dead like yeah so what is life yeah, so we pretty much peaked here. So um, thank you everyone totally. for being part of this podcast because <laughs> this is where it ends. It's all downhill from here. No, just kidding. No, just kidding. It's we really lot, not. We have a lot of good guests coming up. But um, <laughs> yeah, we have Ken's Elizabeth on this week. It was so much fun recording with her. We talked, she's like just so like candid, like normal. And so we talked all about post-grad life and life in our 20s. We chatted a lot about like religion and her and I have had similar experiences like in the church, which is super interesting confidence comparison daily habits like lots of good stuff so stay tuned for that love it we love to see it so we have a few things we want to do in the intro this week we asked you guys a couple things on instagram and then we also have to have a lively debate and we really need to get deep on guys <laughs> something this might be my last episode no like <laughs> truly so so we need to chat about normal people and then we also just need to give some life updates and we're gonna spread some positive vibes in the intro this week because we all need yeah it. i love that yeah. yeah um okay well first off how was your week <laughs> yesterday and wednesday or i guess wednesday and thursday horrible days it was like everything i touched just wasn't working mm-hmm and I have a really embarrassing story to tell you that happened to me on Wednesday morning. <laughs> Wait, you haven't told me? No. Oh I've my been God. saving it. <laughs> like, this is a fresh story. Oh, my God. What is it? What'd you do? I was pulling into work on Wednesday morning. Okay. And I'm not very good at parking. I'm not either. Like, I it's just, overrated. I've accepted it. <laughs> I can't pull into a parking lo- parking spot straight. Like, I just can't. There was people like sitting in their cars because I got to work kind of early. So they were just like sitting in their cars and they were parked next to me. And I was like, oh, great. These people are going to watch me struggle to park. So I was like in my head, like so nervous. I whip into the parking spot, drive straight into the sidewalk, smash the front of my car right into the sidewalk. Thankfully, I don't know how. There's no damage. I don't know how because I literally smashed, <laughs> smashed into the sidewalk. Were you up and on the everybody, sidewalk? No, because the front of my car is so low that it won't, it doesn't go over the sidewalk. Oh, okay, okay. Like it just smashed into it. <laughs> yeah. And everybody in the cars watched me do it. Like everybody's head just like whipped and looked. Um, but it's fine. I'm pretty sure that was the same day that I had my traumatic um, Starbucks coffee incident. That I did text you about. Yeah. This is like so random. But I had a Starbucks reward on Wednesday morning. So I was like, I'm going to get a venti cold brew. I thought it was a good idea. 
it was the worst idea I think I've ever had. I, I, I felt like I was on drugs. Like I'm not even joking. I don't know what happened to me. I could not sit, sit, sit still in my chair at work. Like I literally looked like I was tweaking out probably. Like my leg was shaking. Like I was not okay. Oh my God. Wait, is this before you drove the car onto the sidewalk? Maybe this is like a correlation. No, no, I drove onto the sidewalk before I even had a sip of my coffee. Your coworkers are like, this girl is not okay. She like puts her head up on the sidewalk, comes into work. Like I'm never drinking a Starbucks cold brew again. I'm traumatized. Well, okay. I was going to say like a venti has so many shots in a, like a venti Americano, but I don't know about the cold brew. Like I wonder how much caffeine is in there. Too much. 500 milligrams. So, um, yeah, that was my excitement for the week. What about you? How was your week? I had a really bad week, but today I'm feeling good. Like we were going to record the podcast. Was it on Tuesday or Wednesday? I don't know. Oh my God. It was Wednesday. Thank God we did (laughs) it. Yeah, no. Literally. Thank God we did it. Wednesday, I was in a dark place. I I swear I have like seasonal, like something like I get- Like I was reading through my journal, which is why this is why it's so good to journal to like track your emotions and stuff. But last Jan, Feb, March, I was so like off and down and felt like depressed, like a little bit. Really? I don't know. I think it's just like a mix of so much stuff though. I think I was talking to Storm about it and he says he's been feeling like similar too. I I think it's just like the new year is the actual woke. And I stand by that. I just... The, but right before the new year, like the idea of the new year is so premium and so like delicious. And then you get yeah. into it and it's so sad. <laughs> I know because there's so many expectations. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like It's always just like a letdown. Yeah. And so like obviously talking now, like I'm completely fine. But this whole week, plus it's like the lockdown. And then I've been alone in the apartment for like two weeks basically because Storm is in Sweden with his family. Like still he's been there for so long like for the holidays. And I just like, I really like being alone, but not when it's negative 20 and a lockdown. Yeah, not the vibe. No, in the summer, it's like so fun. We can like go to a spin class and like do stuff. Um, So I think like just a combo, a bunch of stuff. I've also just been like, just feeling like I have so much comparison recently. And I don't know. I just was like really off this week. So yeah <laughs> that's what my week was <laughs> so yeah yeah really like no learnings or value like to bring oh like just traumatizing you know what though I think sometimes I forget how it actually feels to be in a rut though I think sometimes I forget that because then someone will like ask me in a vlog be like how do you get out of a rut I'm like just like wake up early and like make a to-do list yeah. like but it's like that's that's not like, the fix no like you sometimes Honestly, I think you just need to be in a horrible mood. Yeah, and you just have to get through it. Yeah, like... And just, just, like, let yourself be in a horrible mood. Yeah, because there's a reason you're in a bad... Like, you just... You can't control, really, how you feel sometimes, like... which is I know. I hate when people are, like, you you can make (laughs) yourself be more positive. It's, like, no. Like, sometimes I'm just in a horrible-ass mood. Let me be in a horrible mood. Like, don't try to pull me out of it. I don't want to be pulled out of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Like, I want to be sad today and order yeah. Uber Eats and, like, eat a burger and fries and, like, not talk to anybody. So, like, every day. Today, like, today's Friday. Like you said, and, like, I'm feeling fine today. But I have to remind myself, though, like, people are dying, Kim. And so I – it's really – it could be worse. But 
Totally. Yeah. Okay, I have two things to tell you. Okay. I started Euphoria. Oh my god, I love Euphoria. <laughs> oh, you don't like it. Okay, I thought we were just like gonna have a deep dive, but it's fine. <laughs> it's it's terrifying. Oh yeah. It gives me such anxiety, but at the yeah. same time, I love it. It's too harsh for me. Like I I'm just um more of a rewatch friends type of gal. I totally get that. Yeah, Euphoria, I just really wanted to be, like, they were saying this on the toast, I think Claudia was saying, like, she wanted to understand, like, all the TikToks and stuff. Yeah. Same. I wanted to understand. I wanted to be part of Euphoria, and it just is not for me. Um, Yeah, I get that. Honestly, it is very, very dark. Yeah, and there's just so so much, like, sex and drugs and, like, nudity. (laughs) So much nudity. It was a lot. Newest episode. (laughs) It's alarming. Like, it's very jarring. That's a there really good is. word. <laughs> Euphoria is very jarring. Um, it really like, is. I was, like, in my, you know, sheep pajamas with a cup of tea, like, trying to cultivate a vibe. And, yeah. like, Euphoria was not meeting me where I was at. <laughs> no, so, I, I get that. Yeah, but instead of Euphoria, you know, I've been really liking. What? Shit's Creek. Okay, yeah. I love Shit's Creek. I know. I was being such a hater a few weeks ago. Um, I know. And I take really it back. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I take it back. I really like it. You have to, like, watch, like, a few episodes. Yeah. But, and you have to, like, like, because I always thought, like, the characters are kind of annoying, but. They're so I, funny. I yeah, they're really funny. I love Dan Levy. He's Me so too. cute. Me too. Such yeah. an angel. You yeah, know what you should watch after? What? You should watch um Working Moms. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Okay, you don't like it? <laughs> but that's kind no, of my vibe you know this week. But... You like what you like. I like what I like. We can't always agree. Like, yeah. we are twins, but we right. just have different tastes. Yeah, and, like, I think that takes us in perfectly, <laughs> too. Oh, gosh. We are about to throw down. Okay, you guys. So, if you guys listen to the podcast, do you want to, like, express how much you love normal people? Like, for people who might not know. Yeah. If you guys are new here, Normal People by Sally Rooney is my favorite book of all time. I can't even explain why I love it so much. It's just like, I don't know. I read it last, like, January, I think. And it just has stuck with me. I literally think about it all the time. I think about the characters all the time. I feel so emotionally attached to the story. I love the TV show. And I've been trying to get Tess to read it for how long? Literally since the last year, probably. Like, since we met. (laughs) Yeah. And um, she finally read it. Mm-hmm. and did not give me the reaction <laughs> that I needed <laughs> okay I was going into nor- normal people incorrectly I-, I read it in two days so you can't like hate a book that you read in two days totally like, you wanted to know what happened totally I went into it thinking okay Alexis like this book she- we like similar books like we like yeah. Colin Hoover vibes I-, I was thinking this is gonna be like a cute love story that was yeah. your first mistake I don't want to say like I feel I should have I should have told you maybe. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely <laughs> on me, but I do have to say, um, I have received some DMs and so Oh my god, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I'm to- about to get my feelings hurt so badly. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. I don't want to say like I feel like I was pranked. If you don't want to know what happens. Oh yeah, major spoiler. Like, I don't know, like four 30 second skips, I would say. We're yeah. gonna talk about for like two minutes. Yeah. Um, okay. 15 minutes goes by <laughs> we're like no, still talking literally about <laughs> okay the first half of the book so so good like so cute 
they're like the characters are really good for sure rest of the book i could have done without like honestly after the first you know third i would say i I was good like nothing happened it was so sad it was constant it's just like sad the whole book and like nothing actually happens i know I really don't know the point of the book. The thing is, though, I know that a book is good when I finish it and I think about it all the time. And that's what this book did to me. Like, when I was reading it, I wasn't like, this is the best book I've ever read. Like, I'm so, like, enthralled by the story. But it's like, after I finished it, I was like, damn, that hit me (laughs) like a train. I am seriously feeling things right now. And I literally think about the two characters all the time and that's why it's my favorite book because it just like oh my god it hit me like in the heart you know what I mean I really don't like I haven't <laughs> given a second thought <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay the thing is I think I would have thought less of it like I wouldn't have thought about it so much if it if I wasn't like so hyped like do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah maybe that's on me no okay <laughs> the thing that I'm noting about the book the couple right I don't I literally don't even remember their names <laughs> this is it. I'm telling you you don't know their name no <laughs> it's Connell and Marianne okay <laughs> couldn't have guessed that okay so Connell and Marianne so so it's like if you guys haven't read it it's like this couple it's it's a whole like love story basically between this high school couple they date whatever the one summer he was going to stay at her house for the summer but he just like said it wrong and she got confused if that hadn't happened the whole book would have turned out differently which is like that's the thing it's like they just have to talk to each other like the whole time I was reading it I was like guys just talk to each other please please just talk to each other and they just like don't know how to communicate with each other and it is so frustrating it's it's so frustrating it was the whole like love like, just because you're in love with somebody and love someone doesn't mean you have to, like, get married and have kids. Like, yeah. the love of your life isn't necessarily, like, traditional like that. Yeah. They're just, like, soulmates and meant to be, but they're just not together. It's like, but why? It's one of those things where it's, like, they're always going to come back to each other. So in my head, they okay. end up together. It's like, oh. it's, like, right person, wrong time. But it's, like, we always find each other vibes. So it's, like, Connell, I forget how it ends. He, like, goes to New York. He leaves. No, this is how it ends. You're, like, okay, I've been reading for (laughs) so many hours, and they're finally getting up together after all this time of reading through. And then he says, okay, I'm going to go to New York. And then the book ends. Yeah. So in my mind, he goes to New York for a year, two years. He comes back. Him and Marianne see each other in Dublin on the street. They reconnect and they're together. And they probably something happens again in like a year that separates them. They probably go separate ways. But then they find each other again because that's their vibe. You know, they're so connected. that They're just going to keep finding each other. But like people don't want that. Like if you have the love of your life, like you want to be with them forever. Yeah. Totally. So like it sounds like a complete nightmare to be in that situation. Like it definitely does. <laughs> But it's just their thing. They were like in love and then they kept going out with other people. I'm like, what are you doing? Just be together. It was so, it was so like crazy to read. I'm like, this is so painful. Cause they'd be like, yeah, I I love you. And then she'd be like, I have a boyfriend. And she'd be like, actually, I love you. He'd be like, oh, actually I have a girlfriend now. It's like, why though? But you love somebody else. I don't know. I don't know what to say. (laughs) We took this to Instagram. Stop. Um, Guys. 
people betrayed me. I don't know the results, but I just feel like people betrayed me. Okay, so I asked this poll on Instagram. I said, if you've read Normal People, did you like it? Research for our recording. 51% said they liked it. And 49% said no. Damn. Things that is split. It's split, though, down the middle. You guys need to go read it and then re-listen to this episode if you haven't read it. it it's, Please. like, really short. It's not yeah, that long. It's not a. it's not a big read but if anyone listening read the book and liked it please dm me because i actually need the validation like yeah i need to know that other people relate to me um yeah anyways those are my those are my updates euphoria is scary nor- normal people ain't it and Shit's creek is pretty good okay i'm glad we agree on one thing yeah um okay so we asked you guys two questions on instagram and the first one we asked is, what is your favorite motivational or inspirational quote? Do you have yeah, a favorite? I do. And I wanted to say, we, this might seem kind of random, but we wanted <laughs> to ask this because, like we said, we've had horrible weeks. And I think, like, we've, I've just got a lot of DMs this week of people saying that, like, January has been horrible. And so we wanted to yeah. share some, give some positivity back after we were just, like, super negative. <laughs> I love that. So lovely and wholesome. This actually, like, isn't as motivational now that I'm thinking of the quote I was going to say, but I just like this quote, like, in business and in life and postgrad life. Okay. Someone else's success has nothing to do with you. It's so unique. Never been done before. It, honestly, though, that's a really good one. Yeah. I feel like it's just, like, I was just talking to another very exciting guest we have coming up, but, um, yeah, like, when someone else is doing well and someone's doing something that you want – like it literally has nothing to do with you. Like it's so exciting and good for them. So like, yeah, yeah. Just be positive and happy for other people. Cause you want people to be like that for you. So yeah, exactly. You get what you put out. Totally. What's yours? Okay. Honestly, I don't really have a favorite quote. Um, but I went to my Pinterest and looked through all the ones that I've saved. And I feel like my favorite quote at whatever moment is just what I need to hear. I -hmm. feel like but I found this one that I like. It's not even really a quote, but I'm ready. it's fine. Sometimes what didn't work out for you worked out for you. That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and I feel like you can apply that to so many different things. Relationships, friendships. Yeah, okay. so that's mine. That's a really good one. <laughs> I like that. Okay, you guys like really popped off with the quotes. <laughs> wow, there's a lot. I know. Okay, I'll read a few. Um, okay. I'll start from the bottom. Um, okay, somebody said... Don't stop until you are proud. Love that. There is strength in your softness. Before I read more, I want to say this, like, strength in your softness. I also feel like there's strength in being, like, an emotional person when it comes to business. Because I- Totally. I don't know if I've said this in the podcast or if it's a video. When you're in business and, like, people think that you need to literally get rid of all your emotion and be, like, Harvey Specter, like, boss, like, cold vibes- but I yeah. feel like those are like the worst leaders and no one like wants to follow somebody like that. And so Yeah, totally. Okay, I'll read a few more. Somebody said, these are like the TikTok gals coming out. Um, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's so true. Um, okay, I'll read one more. Somebody said, the temptation to quit is greatest when you're about to succeed. Okay. So we have, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah, I've that's a good that one. one. Um, someone said, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Ooh, oh my God. These are like You guys are really fire. putting through. 
if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Yeah. Totally. Someone said, um, there's no such thing as a perfect moment. Just go for it. You so should true. always, and like, this is the same one as like, you should start before you're ready because you'll never be ready. Like this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> we were not ready. <laughs> no, but look where we are now. You know, yeah. we made it. All worked out. Um, someone said rejection is just redirection. Love. Honestly, thank you to whoever said this. I needed to hear it. Thank you so much. <laughs> you care to elaborate or would just uh, keep going? <laughs> no, I feel like you guys are picking it up, picking up the vibe. <laughs> oh, I like this one. Somebody said what's for you won't go by you. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. That's such like a comforting thought to think like everything you're meant to have and meant to do like is already yours. So you can't miss it. Yeah. You can do anything, but not everything. Similar vibe. Like if you're a master of everything, you're a master of nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes and nothing changes. Oh yeah. I like that one. I like that too. Thank you guys for submitting your quotes. Maybe we should post a bunch on the story. Um, okay, well, I guess that's it from us the intro. Did you have anything else to share? Any big updates, recs, <laughs> anything? Uh, no. Okay. I think we went over it all. Oh, I'm just going to say, though, if you guys did read Normal People and you did like it, please DM me. And then we'll okay. never talk about it again. Okay. Well, um, I think we can just leave it there. And totally. yeah, thank you guys for hanging out with us in the intro, as always. And let's get in to the interview with Kenzie. Okay. Hi, guys. So welcome back to the podcast. We're sitting here with an icon and a legend. We have Kenzie here. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Your hair looks incredible today. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, it's one of those days you wake up, you're like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I think your content is something I have never related to more. And just you're so open about your 20s. And I, I can't wait. Like, I just I want to pick your brain about everything. So I'm excited. Um, Before we get started, do you want to just take a second, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what your days look like, and we can just get to know you. Yes. So hello, everyone. My name is Kinsey. I am a 24 year old lifestyle blogger and podcast host based out of Dallas, Texas. I in the I feel like my 23rd year was my hardest year. Um, so yeah, we talk a lot about on the podcast. It's just lifestyle, aka like whatever I'm interested at the and at the time. I have a lot of questions naturally about like everything, but a lot of it is on like your 20s being confusing. Your episode with um, Jessa Hastings, like the two you did with her, actually changed my life, and I want to get into those too because that was just like you never hear people talk about stuff like that so candidly. Okay, so I want to chat to about the idea of identity in your 20s and like post-grad identity crises because I feel like so many of us go through that. So could you just take us through kind of like how you feel like you've changed from when you were in college to kind of where you are now, like in the biggest ways? I'm someone who naturally kind of operates in extremes. So Same. if I'm really into something, I'm really into it. I started reading again last year. I read 100 books. If I go and I say I'm going to do something, it's like I... I don't operate in the gray naturally, which is something I've like been working on. Anyways, I think throughout my life, even before college, though, I was, you know, back and forth. I grew up in Texas and like a very normal family, not like a church going family, anything like that. And then I ended up going on my own, had a big falling out, left, moved to LA for work, ended up long story short, going to like a Bible college which was a great thing too at the time. I was also, it's not, it's a lot less about 
even where I went to school and like I went through a really hard time like my stepbrother passed away while I was in college was in a very vulnerable state and I think whereas before I was able to make my own decisions I and like kind of not fall into being exactly like everyone else I was so vulnerable that I just like kind of gave up the fight almost in general I think post-grad is a really confusing time it's very difficult people don't really talk about it that often I think especially guys don't talk about it. Any of my guy friends that I talk about or I talk to and we'll get like into a deep conversation. I'm like, oh my God, you guys feel this way too. But just like, you know, traditionally, like they speak up less. You're in school your whole life. You have 12 years and you're a student. And then you get into the real world in quotes. And then you have like this whole career and like blah, 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 whatever. I was always working through that. So I didn't think I was going to have to deal with that because I already had what I was going to do. But I ended up still feeling that way and just being really confused and like changing my mind on a lot of things that I wanted so definitely a very like long hard year and journey but honestly Jessa is really who changed my life like that was we Mm -hmm. randomly started DMing on Instagram she knew my best friend Dom somehow we had a lot of mutual friends anyways and then I just started going to her about things and like that's why I brought her on the podcast because I'm like that's those are the conversations that were helping me and so like it's hard because it's like these are things that I'm still I feel like I'm on the other end of it now but mm-hmm. I'll keep going through it so it's like I'm only 24 like I'm in my 20s I'm like I don't have like I can't tell you what to do but like just I can yeah I had a really similar experience I went to Bible college as well and then when I graduated I'm like I actually don't know who I am and I don't know anything and it's mm-hmm. like you don't even know your opinions on things which is such a scary thing let alone you're on Instagram and everyone's doing something completely different for the first time which is so crazy going back now like when you were in that state of like fresh post-grad like is there anything you wish you could have like told yourself or maybe like done differently that would have saved you some stress I think I was so I don't want to say brainwashed but like it was so beaten into my head yeah and again I say this with the utmost respect mm-hmm. I'm genuinely terrified of even I like I hold back on a lot of what I say online Me too. About this stuff yeah and I think one day I'll talk about it more but it's like I I think like my stance and how I feel now is probably not my stance and how I feel in a year. So it's always kind of scary to say things online. But for me, I think my biggest problem was I, it was so beaten into my head to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and your life has to revolve around the church and Mm -hmm. that's the only way to be and your life has to, you know, X, Y, and Z fell in the blanks. I think regardless of having a church background or not, people can relate to that in different people groups and different Mm-hmm. you know, whatever their lifestyles were before. Um, and I think because I didn't grow up in that and I didn't grow up around it, when I got in it, I was like, this is really kind of extreme and mm-hmm. I don't want to lose myself. And then ultimately I ended up losing myself. And I was so afraid of changing my mind. And I, because I was told I wasn't allowed to, or like right. if I changed my mind, I was wrong. And mm-hmm. I kept thinking like, well, what if I do that? And then I come back and I have this like realization that I was wrong and I shouldn't have left like things like that. And it was finally when I wrote the bandaid off and I was like, I'm not going to keep doing this for other people. Like I want to make myself proud. And this is not something that feels true to me in certain ways. Like when, what I'm talking about is like culture, like the trend yeah. culture that's like, you have to literally see that everyone texts the same way. Like I think ultimately just like giving myself the freedom to change my mind at the beginning was the hardest part and once I got over that hump like I've been in therapy for this like for Mm -hmm. two years Mm -hmm. and that was my number one thing like my and my therapist is a Christian therapist and kept Mm -hmm. saying like 
first off, if a therapist is telling you a situation that you're in is incredibly unhealthy and they're a licensed professional, like I promise you they are right and not a different thing that's like telling you right. to ignore, like your friends or someone else. So I would definitely pay attention to like licensed, you know, professional help, but it was ultimately like giving myself the space to change my mind was the hardest part for me. And I wish I would have just done it sooner. I relate to so much of what you said. And I think going back to the black and white thing too, because I have, like, I went to Bible college too, and then kind of got out of it after grad. Like, I know so many people, I mean, like Jessa Hastings, who are Christians and like are normal. Like that to me was such a, like, not, not to like shade so much, but being able to be like a normal like person, like who has normal opinions, lives a normal life. And it's not so extreme. Like that concept to me still, even now, like I'm 25 is yeah. actually so impossible to me. Cause like, I just like, when I actually met people, I was like, how is that even possible? Like to be in the middle. And I think it's like, like you said, it's not necessarily just like religion. It can be in like anything. Like if you're really intense, like in a sport or something, like it's yes. the culture and the group think around like other things too. I would love to chat to you about like identity because I feel like that's where so much of this comes in and I, I think in our 20s like we crave identity and like branding in a way I mean you did that episode with Margot Lee which I love on the Gen Z Catch 22 could you kind of talk through your view on how you know identity and like the need for that has played a role in your 20s we live in such an odd time where our quote identity is also seen as something that goes into like your personal brand yeah which is a really odd thing because mm-hmm. 20 years ago personal brand that didn't exist you know so it's obviously different we have a lot more access to social media everything is changing so the gen z catch 22 it's like on one end you're taught to niche down and be you know this is everything that i like that's it you can't like outside of that or you're taught to be like a jack of all trades essentially so it's like something that just like really contradicts itself and it's very um it's just very tricky but I think for me and I felt this way before I am like an Enneagram three I'm an overachiever Mm -hmm. growing up and I'm also very like I've up until my 23rd year had an incredible strong sense of self like even before Mm -hmm. when it's like I was that like normal Christian before like I was like very I never fully fit in ever Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like a big problem with groupthink, and I again I think athletes actually relate to this a lot. Yeah. Any of my college athlete friends talked about this. Like that is a really good point. But identity throughout, I think growing up, I found a lot of my identity in my like work ethic because it's mm-hmm. like I will work harder than anyone, and that's something I can control. So it wasn't necessarily like the numbers on the screen. It was like how hard I was working. And then I got into a really bad place where I was like, my relationship with work is incredibly unhealthy. I moved to LA at 17. I worked literally 24 seven up until I ended up going into a normal school. And then that gave me some sort of balance. But even then my life just got crazier. And I think in the past year in Texas, I've been able to take, like I am my own person outside of what I do. And I think that's been like a slow process over the past three years. Um, but the biggest thing that's helped me identity wise, I read the book, The Defining Decade. And this is when I was like, I'm so confused. Everything I thought I wanted for my future is not what I want in this lattice or really everything I was told I need to want for my future is not what I want at all at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. I have no idea how I even feel about certain things. I don't want to be a part of something that I was a part of the past two years. Like I had no idea. I read the book, The Defining Decade, which is a very controversial book. Some people hate it and say it like gives a lot of anxiety. I read it when I was 23. So I think that made me feel like, I think reading it at 29, I can understand. 
Mm-hmm. But there was parts of the book that were helpful. The biggest one being identity capital. And it, basically she was saying like every interest that you have, like kind of lean into that. And then slowly but surely, as you have different interests and different hobbies and different things that you like and different things that you do, that kind of creates your identity capital. It's like every time that's like another thing onto there and then slowly but surely like you're creating yourself. And that for whatever reason is something that like, I think that was probably my biggest lesson last year of just like, I mean, not a lesson, but like one of my biggest things I picked up uh, that helped me the most with an identity. Yeah. I've heard you talk about that book and I'm, it's on my list for this year. And I think one thing that's so hard is like identity capital and personal brand and your personality. And it's all just like one thing now because of social media. And I think sometimes it's like, you're not allowed to change. Like that's what this generation kind of teaches you is like, this is who you are now. So this is just who you are every day forever. And that's who you were at 17. Like, yeah. yeah. In terms of social media, I mean, obviously you're a creator and then also you have like a life outside of social. Like, how do you think social media has played this role like on your identity? Like, do you think you'd be the exact same person without social I think social media which was really my work thing stunted my emotional growth a lot but that was less of a social media thing and more of a me working and not dealing with my problems for years so but because of that because my job was me showing myself on camera I felt like I couldn't have a bad day Mm -hmm. so I didn't want to deal with anything because I was like well I was on camera I can't afford to like cry in therapy or something like that like I had to film this video which is like so stupid but like I was clearly running from problems so I think like it was more of my like work than it was social media and then overall like now I have like I control my social media like social media doesn't control me right so it's like reading and things that I'm doing in my real life I won't like if I film anything it's something I do my own life there was a time on YouTube when it was like very oversaturated and it's like the literally the worst time to ever exist. And my friends and I all fell into it for like a year. And finally, I was like, none of this stuff we're filming is anything that we would ever do in real life. Literally ever. I'm never going to do a DIY. I'm never going to do. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? And then I made this pact to myself. I'm like, unless I would do this in real life, I will not film it ever again. Right. I don't know. I think it's like, yes or no. Kind of reminds me of the book, The Midnight Library, where it's like you make yeah. one choice and everything changes. So I'm reading that book right now and it actually lives rent free in my head all day. Like I'm almost done it. And it's so crazy to think back of like, okay, if you could make a different decision, like how would your life play out? And honestly, like that book is like so good, but so toxic at the same time because it's all I think about now. Yep, it's crazy. So, I mean, going through like all these different versions and changing like as we grow I think sometimes I and I know a lot of people in our community say this as well like you just cringe so much at like your past self and you're like why was I doing that why was I saying that like me and that girl do not know each other like I don't know who that is how do you navigate that as you change I found that I started to like resent my old self yeah and I was like why do I like hate my old self now like I didn't feel that way before and I didn't feel that way at the time and I think the way you have to look at it too is the way we're looking back on things and cringing too. Like, first of all, everyone cringes at their past self. Mm -hmm. Like, that's normal. But it's also a lack of like self-compassion because it's like that girl did the best that she could at that time with what she was given and what she knew. And also she got me here. So like you have to, it's a self-compassion thing which I'm not the best at at all that's why I even know this because my therapist told me but I think it's just practicing self-compassion and also being like she got me here and you know that's you you really are like doing the best that you can like and also when you know more you'll do better 
or when you've changed your mind. And I also do think like there are parts of it, while I say like my college experience was like the best and worst decision I've ever made, it, it there are so many things that I, I'm like, I wouldn't be here if mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Um, and I'm like proud of who I am and where I'm at. And there's just things that you have to do in life. And even if it doesn't make sense, like I'm sure like 10 years later, you'll look back and be like, that's why that had happened, you know? So I think it's just practicing like self-compassion. Yeah. And when you were saying that, I was thinking too, like, it's about growth. Cause imagine you look back, you're like, yeah, no, that like, I'm still the exact same way I was five years ago. I mean, that would be a little alarming too. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of this too ties into confidence and I love what you said about, I saw it on your Instagram, like the walking on eggshells thing too. And that's a big goal of mine for 2022. How do you even like get to the point where you're at now where you're like, I just am who I am. I have a personality. I'm funny. It's okay. Like, how do you get there? I feel like I was like that before. And so I keep asking myself, like, I think when it came down to it, even I went on a trip recently, my friend went before and I was like, let me know if the feedback is because like I'm prepared to get canceled basically. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just so crazy. And my friends here are normal. Like they're normal people right. who have like normal traditional jobs and they like don't even think about that. And they're like, that's just the way that you have to live life is so weird. And when they started saying that, I was like, that's actually a really good point. This is incredibly unhealthy. And as time gone on, has gone on, it's just gotten worse. But I think just in 2020, and again, I'm not talking about controversial things. I believe in human rights. Like, yeah. I'm not talking about <laughs> anything controversial. I'm literally saying yeah. if you, if I say like apples, so it's like I posted book recs the other day <laughs> and I got a novel from a girl about how I can't be a feminist because I like romance novels and how I should read these books and whatever. I'm like, can I have one thing? Oh my and God. also these are like very successful women writing the books. Like just, I can't deal. But my point is every single thing that you do gets ridiculed, whether you're online or not, like, it people are just so I think internet trolls in general are typically just like really unhappy people at home who typically don't have jobs like don't have things to do and so Mm -hmm. then you like do 2020 where everyone is like in unprecedented times literally jobless and then it's just like gone crazy and I think just seeing friends get like canceled or ridiculed or like things that were just it was just so blown out of proportion like it still basically put the fear of god in me of like I just don't want to do this (laughs) And then also genuinely not wanting to offend anyone, like for anything that I do, but to the point where I'm like, I have lost myself or like my voice online or like, I'm just making myself so much smaller at all times. And I'm like, I just can't do it. But also I will say pretty much every single friend that I have that's on the internet is on the same page right now. So I think it was just like a cycle that we were all in just like the saturation days, you know? Yeah. Um, But I just can't do it anymore. Also like you don't want to be for everyone because then you don't have like your real people you just have like people who are just like kind of follow you don't have people who are like really engaged so I'm like I like if you're for me you're for me if you're not that's fine like I don't care Mm -hmm. just leave me alone you know like that's okay I will leave you alone if I see something on the internet that I don't really agree with or like that just isn't my vibe you know what I do I just keep scrolling because I'm a normal person and that's majority of the world in real life. Like it's not actually as polarizing in real life, just like conversationally as it is on the internet. And I think just being so heavily on the internet, it makes me like lose sight of that sometimes and think that it's really as like aggressive and polarizing and you can't be friends with someone with different views and whatever. Uh, but it's not really like that in real life. Yeah, totally. In real life, if you were to say something that would like maybe be a little bit off, like 
who like that would never come up again but because it's like plaster on the internet i mean that's why and like you said it's like you're for human rights it's not like crazy things yeah, that you're saying nothing like, is controversial yeah like, literally at all i'm like i know and i love what you said i think like on the what we said podcast they said this last week it was like if you're a master of everything you're a master of none and yeah. it's like you can't be everything to everybody so and it you actually are like you lose your personality and everything. Like you just become almost like irrelevant, like speaking from like a social media perspective too. Do you like, do you find that having that, that influence of people who have like a quote normal life, like really helps you kind of stay like navigate all this? Yeah. I think it's like one of the healthiest things that has happened to me, not happened to me. I mean, a lot of these people are really old friends. Like Mm -hmm. I've made, it's either old friends that I've known forever or new friends, but having some sort of like divide it's helped me with boundaries it's helped me realize that like your job is not everything it's made me better at my job because I'm actually a healthier human being in LA and I love LA my friend Peyton and I were talking about this last night it is you work 24 7 you don't realize how much you work until you leave right and everyone like it's just 24 7 networking whatever and like there's pros and there's a time and a place and like I did that and it served me well and like that's a huge part of like why I am where where I am but like in this part of my life that's not like I feel like I built like the foundation for my dream career but I didn't build a life at all and so being Mm. in Texas around people who do different things has really helped me also I'm just someone who like I love being around people who think different who are from different backgrounds different religions different ideologies like I love that so being around people who have like different career paths and different interests that are not like posting their life online has just been like great for me yeah I totally agree you know like you said being around people who have totally different lifestyles I think that can also be sometimes like a bit tricky too in post-grad because like we said everyone's doing something so different has that ever made you kind of like think oh maybe I should be like doing something completely different or like have you ever had that moment Honestly, it's done the opposite, I think. Like, I took a huge risk doing, like, what I ended up doing. I moved at 17. I graduated a year early. I started college early so that I could move to L.A. And, like, that was the thing that you did at the time on YouTube. But it did really help my career. Like, I would not have the show that I have or, like, the people that I know or anything like that. Um, And I think everyone was like, what is she going to do later on and whatever. And, like, and I don't mean this in, like, a, a better or worse. I genuinely don't at all. But, like, when people would typically be like what is she doing she's like throwing her life away like she's gonna go to college and like just do a more traditional route which I get like filming videos talking to a camera is weird like it's a weird thing to do right (laughs) so like I'm not even offended but like we get out of college I'm the only one who had a job because no one can Mm -hmm. get jobs because of COVID which is horrible but it was like that and then overall like the life and career I've been able to build and like the freedom that I have like in every single regard, it's made me more confident in my decision and more like, I'm so lucky that I'm where I am now. And that like my 17 year old self saw this happening Mm -hmm. or like wanted this to happen. So I'm grateful. So actually it's the complete opposite, but I will say it just gives me better boundaries of social media. Like I would have never thought to like not post photos with certain people, but now posting photos of people feels like an invasion of privacy to them, like my friends. Um, Whereas before in LA, that's not a thing. Right. So like, no one cares, you know? So, um, 
like every like most of my friends here are on like private on Instagram I don't think I had a single friend in LA who had private Instagram yeah no it's just like everyone is an influencer in some way even yeah. if you're not like you are <laughs> and they're always out from a follower is whatever which is like fine like it's yeah. not a bad thing it's just a difference and I think now like as you're 24 and I mean you are like such an entrepreneur and I know you want to start a business this year and so many things like how do you even have the confidence like business-wise to be like I'm just going to start something and see how it goes how you grow up and who you grow up around impacts you so much more than you'll ever know especially career-wise so Mm -hmm. if you grow up in a neighborhood where everyone um let's say everyone works corporate nine to five when you say like oh I'm gonna go to work you think corporate nine to five if you're in a neighborhood that's like all entrepreneurs and people all own their own businesses, you think, oh, I'm going to own my own business and do that. And I think a combination of like my dad, like instilled the utmost confidence in me, like thinks I could run for president. Like there was nothing I could like in his eyes that I would not be able to achieve. He's also the first person to tell me I'm wrong. Like he's not delusional, but right. he's just always been like, you can do that. And my dad, while he's mainly worked corporate is very entrepreneurial. So that in itself, I just always thought I was going to start my own business. Like me working in my head, my entire life, it was that I was going to start my own business. I didn't even really think about going to work for someone else. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's like a naive thing or if that's just an environment thing. Cause then I moved to LA so young, I already have my own business. And then I'm own, like, I'm talking to people have their own businesses nonstop on the podcast. Like this week I think we have the first person on that's like employed by someone else basically like in talking about a career sense Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of it was just like who I was surrounded by that like I never thought to not do that and then it's like naively starting when I was younger I think helped because it's like well I've I made it this far like I guess I can keep going even though obviously there's always like self-doubt and then I don't know, I think the podcast has helped a lot too, because I talk to people. And then the thing I've realized is that like, no one ever knew what they were doing at the beginning ever. Yeah. And then also just having the right connections has helped so much, like with who we're working with for the brand and like all of our, like many fact, like everything behind the scenes has been incredible. So I don't know, it's not, I don't even, to me, it's not even a confidence thing. It was just like, that was just always what I was going to do. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have a good answer for that. Cause I just never thought to do something else. No, and that's a great answer because it's so true that how you grew up and the way you view careers is just like, it affects us more than we realize. How does comparison like play a role in all of this? I mean, you obviously have so many friends that do similar things to you and are starting businesses and all these things. Like, has that been a big barrier for you? Or is that again, something you don't like really deal with that much? I dealt with it a lot worse this summer than I ever have. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was just like, me being like prideful and not looking the other like just like not not even prideful but like not letting myself get to the point where I would start comparing myself because I love my friends so much also I really do live by like there's room for everyone and also digital is so weird there are people who literally came up to like us like our friends back in the day who have like seven million followers now so it's like and they asked like photos at the time like it's like Mm -hmm. you never know who's gonna be the next thing who's gonna blow up who's gonna do whatever so it's like I never wanted to like get to the point where I would start comparing, but this summer when I did, it was just, I was listening to the wrong people and people mm-hmm. who were like telling me, Oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. Your thumbnails need to look like this. And like people that like are really like, they mean well and like love me and I love them, but I don't want to be that kind of YouTuber. So it was like, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should. And I got so in my head and was so down and like spiraling. And then actually I talked to my friend Danielle and Danielle was really helpful. She's like, dude, I was feeling that way too. Like, 
that's not true at all and like just gave me like a really good talk and it made me like I think like when I was just in my head about it and thinking about it all the time it was like the second that I talked to a friend about it and they were like no that's not true and I heard it from somebody who does what I do I was like okay that's right really like and everyone can relate to comparison especially in our 20s and especially being on social when someone is actually doing the exact same thing as you it's almost impossible not to compare I mean like there's literally numbers like someone has more someone has less but I love what you said about like doing your own thing because truly like you can't like get into comparison when you are so confident what you're doing you're like I know I'm just being myself like that's just who I am we get a lot of people writing in and commenting like they have such a hard time like finding their voice and finding their confidence like do you have any advice of like how to maybe navigate that if that is something that they're struggling with as far as finding your voice or just okay like just being yourself on the internet in general it's just something like a band-aid you kind of have to just rip off like it's one of those things where it, it like you will not be able to go very far or to stick with something if that is what you're thinking so even like rewiring your brain also if it like there's actually one person that like hangs in like my circle of friends who used to like make fun of me on like snapchat or something like that and I didn't know at the time and I didn't care most of the people were really nice to me growing up but it's like if I would have let him or like whoever was making fun of me at the time or like their opinions of me stop everything that I wanted to do like I would not be in the life that I'm living now again like midnight mm-hmm. library if I would have like changed my right. mind who knows that I would be like probably working for it somewhere that like this was ultimately my like my number one dream of what I wanted to do and I would have you know settled for something else so I think like those people it's just I don't know it's not worth it also the people who are going to judge you are not really the people that like you really care to like be your inner circle of people but if you let that stop you now who knows where you're not going to get where you could be in five years you know it's so hard it's so much easier said than done but you do like lose control of your life and your decisions when you base them off like okay if I do this like what's someone else going to think if I'm acting this way what are they going to think like you're you actually aren't making your own decisions anymore which is terrifying yeah I just the whole thing even with like walking in eggshells like changing and just being myself I'm like if I my like barometer at this point is like am I making myself proud if I am good like and if I make a mistake Mm -hmm. that's fine I'll apologize I'll talk to that person whatever like I'm making myself proud if I'm making decisions that are like authentic to me and not based off of are like out of fear towards like what someone else is gonna think yeah and you know you said one time you're like it's it's not my fault that other people aren't funny and like that perspective is actually so good though because it's literally not your fault like not just being funny but like if other people don't get what you're saying it actually has nothing to do with you at all and I love when you said that I was like that is so true and also like if people let's say I always see people now that are like I'm afraid to like start posting as an influencer like Mm -hmm. everyone's looking funny like why are they posting as an influencer whatever like I was like you literally just like have to do it like you if you want to like gain a following like you actually have to do it the people that have so much to say are typically just like unhappy and really insecure like I don't have bad things to say about anyone who's starting a new career path or like a new any like posting on influence like starting to be an influencer like any and people bring it out to me all the time when it's like people let me know and I'm like oh good for them like I I have nothing bad to say about them at all I love anything I just don't care like I'm not gonna right. spend my energy talking poorly about someone and also I genuinely wish the best for them like I hope mm-hmm. it works out 
like genuinely like I feel like I sound sarcastic but I really do actually mean that (laughs) yeah but it's like because I want to be like a big thinker I don't want to be someone who's like it's like a scarcity insecure mindset when people are sitting there talking so poorly about people who are trying to do something I'm not someone who's like oh my god if they talk about you that's because they're jealous like I'm like there's a billion other reasons also so often people say that it's like maybe you were actually just rude to them and like that's why they don't like you like I don't know but I do (laughs) think there is something to be said about like people wish that they had the confidence or the courage to like start something new um and sometimes they don't have that and instead they'll just talk poorly and like who cares they're not even going to be around you probably in like two years I find that the people's opinions we care about the most are the people we don't care about at all. Like the people, like your family and your friends, the people who love you are so most hopefully like so supportive, but it's like, why don't we care as much about that? Like, why do we care about the random people from high school who are like sending your posts to each other? Like you don't even wouldn't ever ask them for advice or their opinions. Like who cares? Exactly. Switching gears a little bit. You post so much about being like a breadwinning housewife and having like hobbies and all these things. And I mean, your content just seems like you live truly like the best life. And I wanted to get your take on daily habits and like things that you do every single day that kind of help you live that like your best version of yourself every day. So I've actually been really off my routine the past month. I had COVID and then it was the holidays. But even when I'm off my routine, like my like non-negotiables of things that I have to do, like working out is probably my number one. And I love Hot Pilates. It's my favorite workout in the entire world. Actually, this, my number one non-negotiable would be reading at night. And that is a weird thing. Number two would be working out. That I didn't realize how much it was going to benefit my life so much until I started doing it. Because I don't scroll on my phone at all. I'm off my phone for one to three hours before bed. So that has helped a lot with like overthinking, also actually relaxing. I sleep better. I am like obviously expanding my mind. Like I'm learning more, things like that. Um, that has made the biggest impact. It helps so much with anxiety. I started doing it actually. I started reading in 2020 and then I started reading a lot when I was going through a breakup and that helped a lot because I wasn't sitting there like overthinking my whole life. And that's my like biggest routine at this point. Like that is my one thing. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter if I'm coming home from the bar at 2 a.m. I do that every single night before bed. Yeah. Um, and then working out. I like working out in the mornings. Um, it starts my day really well. And it's just really helpful. I also like doing things. I love like cooking from home at night and like having just like a night to myself because that's like very, that recharges me I'm like the incredibly outgoing like I don't shut up but I'm actually really introverted in this sense that like I gain I get energy from being alone which is kind of convenient because I'm like by myself most of the time but um I would say like my biggest habits that I found in this part of my life that helped me the most will be reading before bed on my Kindle um and then my workouts and then cooking from home also a lot of things that I do it's like my hands are busy, so I can't be on my phone. So I can't end up working. I can't watch TV because I'll end up on my laptop or I'll end up on my phone working somehow. Or like, oh, I should make this or I should do that. So I've just found things that keep myself busy to where like, I literally can't be on my phone. And those are really good things like for grounding yourself too because I'm such an overthinker and especially being on social like your brain actually doesn't stop when you're on social media yeah. like you're thinking about what they're doing who they're with like everything like do you intentionally be like okay I'm only on my phone for like x amount of hours a day or like do you have any like limits like that or like how do you deal with that I don't even have limits because it would be really difficult throughout the like if there's like posting things and whatever um because I've just had pretty much the most extended holiday time 
um, because I was in bed for a week or 10 days before the holidays. Like I have my phone screen time and traveling is just like so high right now. But I just get to the point where like, honestly, it just like gives me anxiety or it kind of just like grosses me out of being on my phone, but I can actually just put it down for like hours on end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have anything to where it's like, I can't be on my phone. But the second that I turn my phone down and put it on my nightstand, when I go to bed, I don't get back on it. And I think because I don't, I'm not scrolling late in the night and I'm not like at all. Like I'm talking about 8 p.m. Like my friends will text me and they're like, I know if I text you past like 9.30, I'm getting a reply at like 6.30 the next day. Like I'm not right. replying. And that's like 30 minutes after I wake up. Honestly, even later than that. Um, oh, I'm also not on my phone when I wake up. That's another thing. Oh yeah, that's a good one. So that's really helpful, but I'm just not on my phone in the morning and nights. And that has made the biggest thing, but it's become such a big habit and like just something I wouldn't even think to do at this point that I don't even really think about it as like being an intentional thing that I do it's just like kind of like my life now um but it's really helpful and it's like I just don't feel like my phone and like social media control me like they did maybe in like my earlier 20s yeah it's so hard I saw this TikTok the other day of some girl talking about phone addiction and Mm -hmm. it's like so hard to not be on your phone right when you wake up because it's like you need that like serotonin or whatever in your brain when you see all the likes and the comments and everything okay well I'd love to end off with some of your book recs and just some of your favorite reads um from like the hundred books you read in one year which is so crazy I actually I was just listening to the redheads this morning I'm like wild I love that I read the whole series in three days I'm team Margot, but um, <laughs> I love those. I also love the Friend Zone series, which looks mm-hmm. so cheesy. I just, every author needs a rebrand on book covers. And I feel this way about country music stars as well. Their album covers are the ugliest things I've ever seen. The book covers don't, the, the books, the Friend Zone series covers like really heavy topics and you would never know it by the title and the cover. It's very odd, but I love those two series. That's six books total um I also my thriller that I always recommend is Little Secrets but I read that in 2019 or 2020 I'm really excited Colleen Hoover's new book comes out I have so many new books coming out in the next month that I just like can't wait yeah I feel like Colleen Hoover is a good one if you've never like if you haven't been reading yeah. for a while like to get into like that's no, like definitely that, yeah. and there's so much community around her books that oh, it yeah. really gets you in like I've read every every single book of hers besides like the last two in the um maybe someday series or whatever I think but I've read literally all of them just because I want to be able to be like I read also Colleen Hoover um and Ends With Us is incredible Verity is really good that's just like a staple in the thriller world anyways yeah um Before We Were Strangers Renee Carlino is really good to like start off reading I always go at it from like a place of like if you haven't read like these mm-hmm. are good ones to get you in yeah and you have so many good like list on your Instagram too so everyone go check it out but um yeah okay well I think that's everything I wanted to cover with you thank you so much for taking the time this was so fun well where can everyone find you we'll link everything below but just shout out all your stuff Kenzie Elizabeth on Twitter Instagram YouTube my TikTok which is my new thing that I'm like obsessed with um Kenzie Elizabeth hey on my podcast is I love you so much with Kenzie Elizabeth awesome well everyone go I love your TikTok so much too it's so funny um (laughs) but yeah no it's good so okay well thank you so much for coming on and yeah
Okay, so that wraps up this week's episode with Kenzie. As always, make sure to go follow us on everything. We have an Instagram and a TikTok at Busy Blooming with two Gs. We have a LinkedIn and a website, busyblooming.ca, where you can grab our merch or resume template. And of course, join our Facebook group and meet the other members of the Busy Blooming community. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Busy Blooming podcast.